if you're not in control of your time, then who is? That's what we're looking at this week. Hello and welcome to episode 308 of the Working With podcast, a podcast to answer all your questions about productivity, time management, self-development and goal planning. My name is Carl Pauline and I am your host for this show. One of the most common comments I get on my YouTube videos is about who controls your workday. The answer to that question is you. It's always been you. Even at its most basic level, you accepted an offer to work where you work at some point, which was a choice you exercised. Similarly, as each day begins, you could choose to stay in bed and fake sickness. Not something I would recommend, of course, but you always have that choice. And you always have the nuclear button option to quit at any time, although I hope it doesn't need to come to that. The problem with all these choices, choices you make every day, is while you are free to make these choices, you also have to accept the consequences of your decisions. So what you are really doing is calculating the cost-benefit of the decision you make. Staying in bed might seem a great idea on a cold, wet, wintry morning, but you probably know that by 11am you'll be feeling guilty and when thought about further, you will likely begin to feel a little anxious about all the things you might be missing out on. But one thing you should never tell yourself is you have no choice. You do and you always will. Let's put it this way. You may have an important critical meeting with your CEO arranged at 11am tomorrow morning. But if a close family member, your son or daughter, mother or father, is taken seriously ill overnight, you're going to choose to be at the hospital with your family. Well, at least I hope you are. In that situation, you again are exercising your choice. You cannot be in two places at once and therefore you have to choose your priority. So with all that said, let me now hand you over to the mystery podcast voice for this week's question. This week's question comes from Isaac. Isaac asks, Hi Carl, I have tried time blocking, but my boss won't let me. Every time I sit down to get up with some deep work, he will call or message me and I have to answer immediately. How do you deal with these scenarios? Hi Isaac, thank you for your question. One of the benefits of getting organised and in control of your day is you get to clearly see what needs to be done each day. Being able to see everything that needs to be done allows you to prioritise your work. The problems we face, though, rarely come from the work we have to do. They come from the interruptions and distractions coming at us from other people. 
But let's get serious here. Most of us are not working in jobs that involve the life or death of patients. It's not like someone in need of urgent attention from us and would die if we don't speak to them are being wheeled into our office for immediate attention. So let's get real about how much time we have to do the work that comes at us. Your boss might like you to respond immediately, but I'm sure they can wait. And if you have allowed them to become accustomed to your quick responses, perhaps it's time to slowly wean them off that expectation. In my experience, bosses who demand instant attention from their team have become conditioned to expect instant responses. It's not often your boss's fault. It's yours because you do it. Therefore, they expect it. In this situation, you have two options. You can have a face-to-face meeting with your boss and explain the difficulties they create when they expect instant responses and how the quality of your work and productivity would improve if they allowed you some breathing room. The second option is to retrain them. Slowly, over a few weeks, lengthen your response times. Begin with 5 minutes, then 10, then 15 and so on until you find the right balance. When I've tried this experiment on bosses in the past, I've found anywhere between 50 minutes and 3 hours can be gained here. If you're lucky, you may find you have a boss who forgets they ever asked you and never chases you up. Although, I admit, they are rare. However, Isaac, I was a little concerned with your choice of words. I have to. Do you? I mean, really? Do you have to? In life, there rarely are any I have to's. These are just concepts created by ourselves to create a sense of urgency. If, you listened to the, if you're listening to this podcast, you live in a free society and that means you always have a choice. When we use the words, I have to, we are delegating responsibility for our choices to other people. If you do that, you are never going to find a sense of peace or fulfillment. You'll always be waiting for instructions from someone. It's never, I have to, It should always be I choose to, because that is the truth. You choose to allow your boss to interrupt you. When you reframe things to I choose, you take responsibility for your actions and that will give you a little more assertiveness when it comes to working with your boss or customers and clients. One of the most effective things I ever did when working in a law firm with demanding clients and bosses was to create what I called protected time. I learned this when I was working in sales. If I didn't have an hour or two each day when I wasn't available for customers, I would drop the ball on almost everything. I needed that time to sort out the sales admin and to ensure the deliveries to my customers were on time. When working in a busy law office, I came across the same issues. Always being available meant too many things were not getting done. Sure, I was a hero to my colleagues and clients until they found I didn't get around to doing what they were asking me to do. 
I was pr prioritizing the here and now instead of what was genuinely important, i.e. the commitments I'd already made. You cannot sustain that. Allowing all these interruptions is going to catch up with you and not only leave you exhausted and stressed out, but it will also destroy your career. Now, you're not likely to be able to suddenly impose one or two hours of protected time each day if, you're, if you've allowed yourself to always be available. You've set expectations and you are going to have to change those expectations. The most effective way to change things is to have a talk with your boss. Explain your dilemma and ask him or her to allow you one or two hours a day for deep, focused work. Explain to them how this will benefit them and how it will ensure you will be able to produce better quality work and service to your customers. Now, you could ignore this advice. But if you want things to change, something's going to have to change. That change must begin with you and the way you approach your day. The only way I was able to get control was to initiate the protected time protocol. I chose the quietest time of the day to do this. When I was in sales, that was between 9 and 10.30 a.m. When I was working in the law office, it was 8.30 to 11 a.m. After that, the phones lit up and it was go, go, go. But I was relaxed. I'd got the most important work done that day and aside from answering some random questions about ongoing cases, it was plain sailing. Sure, there were some days that it didn't work. Emergencies inevitably crop up from time to time. But you just deal with those when they come up. They don't happen every day and if they do seem to happen every day, you can look at your strategies and see where you can make changes. If you've got overlapping commitments on your calendar and no space to get on and do the work you're employed to do, you've got serious time management problems. It's time to stop. Look at your calendar and decide what you can and cannot attend. I know it's hard. It's very hard. As humans, we are naturally wired to please people. But you're not pleasing people when you let them down by not being able to carry through with your commitments. And then consider the toll on your family life. If you leave yourself exhausted at the end of the day and have to take work home with you, what does that say to your family about your priorities? I like to think of it this way. I was not employed to be a people pleaser. I was employed to do a job and that could be selling a lot of cars or helping people with their legal problems. That does not mean you should not be polite and respectful but when someone interrupts you they are not respecting your time and that needs to be addressed. I've often said the best time management hack is to learn to say no politely. The best strategy I've found is to say yes, but impose your time frame. For example, if a colleague or boss asks you to do something, you can say you will do it once you have completed your current work or project. Then tell them you can do it next week. That often gets them to pause and then say, don't worry, I'll get someone else to do it. That's not a poor reflection on you. You will soon begin to shine because the quality of your work will improve. You will not miss deadlines and your reliability will increase. It's a win-win for everyone in the end. 
ultimately, it comes down to you deciding where your priorities lay. I'm reminded of the story of the consultant working for a large, famous consultancy who was asked to come in on a Saturday to help prepare for an important presentation the following Monday. She apologised and said, I'm sorry, I cannot come in on Saturday as I have an agreement with my husband to spend Saturday with him and our daughter. Her boss was frustrated at first, but accepted her reason. A few, a few days later, he called the consultant into his office and thanked her. Her refusal to come in on Saturday because of the agreement with her family inspired him and he decided he would never ask his team to come in on a weekend. He even imposed the family rule on himself, which he later credited for saving his marriage. Now, I'm not suggesting taking action on this with your boss will change the culture in your company. But that story is a good example of how sticking to your principles can earn you a lot more respect from your peers. I hope that has helped, Isaac, and thank you so much for your question. It just remains for me now to wish you all a very, very productive week. <laughs>